Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Check us out at comicweb.com. The Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. You can find them on our website or just type Comic Web into iTunes and they should pop up. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! And now, Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. The mystery surrounding the identity of Sidney Rycroft, British explorer, grows more baffling with each passing minute. Two people, a man and a woman, claim to be the real Sidney Rycroft. Of the two, Clark Kent is inclined to believe the story of the woman. In our last episode, we heard how Kent, as Superman, went to the rescue of Miss Rycroft, who had been captured by an Egyptian named Humi. The Egyptian, with his men, is searching for the sacred black pearl of Osiris, which he believes the woman has in her possession. Tumbleweed Jones, disobeying Kent's orders, also came to Miss Rycroft's rescue and was wounded in the struggle that followed. It was then that Superman stepped in and saved both Tumbleweed and Miss Rycroft. As our last episode ended, Tumbleweed, at the hospital, had just called Clark Kent and talked with Jimmy Olsen. As he hung up the phone after telling Jimmy where he was and what had happened to him, the door of the darkened hospital room opened and... But wait. Listen. Yeah? Who is it? That you, nurse? Who's there? Don't cry out, Mr. Jones. Huh? Remain perfectly quiet and no harm will come to you. Well, who are you? What? That's a gun you feel pressing against your chest, Mr. Jones. One move and you're a dead man. Might be well to warn you that there's a silencer on this gun. What do you want, stranger? There's no time to talk. The doctors will be here shortly to examine you further. You'll leave them here with me by way of the fire escape outside your window. I know who I said people. there's no time to talk. Get out of that bed and let's go. But I can't walk. I'm shot in the leg. I saw you walk into this place. Wounding your leg isn't too bad. You can walk out again. All right. You win. I'll come with you. What should they want with a wounded man's more than I can tell? Now you're being sensible. Now then, out through that window. Hey, now, wait a minute. All I got on is these uh, hospital pajamas. Ain't you going to give me time to dress? Yeah, can't be done. I'm suffering coyotes. It's cold outside there. Hey, look at that. It's starting to snow. Will you stop talking and get through that window? I'm deliberately stalling for time. Now then, out you go. Well, all I can say is this sure is beyond me. Here I am, a wounded man, what ain't done nobody, no harm, and here's the hombre making me go out into the snow and cold with nothing on but the Tumbleweed Jones, suffering from a leg wound, is forced through the window of his hospital room and down the fire escape. Meanwhile, Superman, having told Miss Rycroft to return to her hotel, lock herself in and await word from him, now assumes his disguise of Clark Kent and goes to the hotel to talk with her. He approaches the clerk at the desk. Listen. Uh, excuse me. Eh? Uh, oh, uh, sorry, I... I'm afraid I dozed off for a short while. Well, what can I do for you, sir? Uh, send up word to Miss Sidney Rycroft that Clark Kent is here to see her. But it's only 5.30 in the morning, sir. I, I kind of hesitate. I know, I know. To... Don't worry about the hour. Please call her room and tell her I'm here. Yes, sir. Uh, Miss Sidney Rycroft, you said? That's right. Uh, that's funny. I don't find a Miss Rycroft listed in the register. Huh? Well, she must be listed. I've come to see her here several times. Miss Rycroft. Sidney Rycroft. 
I'm sorry, sir. According to the record here, we've never had a person of that name registered. Oh, that's ridiculous. I'll tell you, I've been to see you here a number of times in the past 24 hours. Uh, perhaps another hotel. No, it was this hotel, no other. Now, please check that register again. Well, here, sir, you can see for yourself. There's no person listed as Miss Sidney Rifle. Hmm. Oh, that is funny. Oh, but that's impossible. I, I saw her here only... Wait a minute. I know she's been staying here, and I'm going to prove it. Her room number was 814. Room 814? That's right. I, uh... I'm sure you've made a mistake now, sir. Why, what do you mean? Well, no one has ever stayed in room 814. What? That's always been used as a room for storing cleaning equipment, vacuum cleaners, brooms, and so on. Anything that the maids might use in cleaning up. Now, wait, wait. Where are you going, sir? I'm going up to have a look at that room. Now, just a minute, sir. This is going far enough. Yes, and it's not going any further. I'm going to get to the bottom of this mystery right now. Come on. I'm going up to have a look at that room, and you're coming with me. Is this a room, sir? Yes, this is the room, all right. Something funny here. What is it, sir? Well, when I first came to visit Miss Rycroft, I found a dagger stuck in the door. A dagger? <laughs> really, sir? Oh, it's true, all right. But I don't see any mark of the dagger in this door now. Well, open it up and have a look inside. Very well, sir. I'll uh, snap on the light. Well, sir? Well, I can't believe it. This isn't the room at all, and yet... As you can see, sir. This room is you, as I said, to store cleaning utensils. I give you my word, it's been used for that purpose ever since I can remember. I see. Well, thank you. I, I guess I was mistaken. I'm sorry, sir. Where you were? Calling Dr. Mortimer Post. Calling Dr. Mortimer Post. Dr. Post. Oh, nurse. Yes, sir. I've come to see a patient who was brought up to this floor about an hour and a half ago. A man named Tumbleweed Jones. Oh, yes, sir. He's on this floor, but I'm afraid you can't see him for some time, sir. Why not? Well, Dr. Reed had just gone into his room to examine him. They took x-rays of his leg to discover how deep the bullet had gone, you know. I believe Dr. Reed planned to make the extraction in a little while. Oh, I see. Well, I, I guess I can wait. Yes, yes. But, Dr. Reed, what is it? The patient in 802, Tumbleweed Jones. He's not there. Not there? But he must be there, Doctor. Well, I'm not blind. I tell you he's not there. Now, did you see him leave that room? No, sir, I did not. Well, he can't have gone far. His clothes are still there. man would be a fool to leave the hospital clad only in pajamas. Are you sure he left by himself? Eh? What? Who are you? Well, my name's Clark Kent, Doctor. I'm a friend of Mr. Jones. Oh? Doctor, I'm not too sure that he left here alone. I, uh, I wonder if I might see the room. Well, of course you can, but what good that's going to do, Come I don't... On, then. You're absolutely sure, nurse, that you did not see Mr. Jones leave that room? He didn't leave while I was at the desk, Doctor. But I'm away from the desk now and then. Here we are. Oh, bed empty, all right. Not a sign of tumbleweed. Quite obviously, Mr. Kent. Chances are he went through the window. We'll have a look. Oh, the snow's coming down a lot heavier. I certainly don't see what the snow's got to do with it. Well, a good deal at the moment. If you'll have a look at that fire escape, Doctor, you'll see the impression of two pairs of footprints in the snow. They haven't quite been obliterated. You're right. Well, it appears then that Tumbleweed Jones was forced to leave the hospital in company with another man. I don't follow this, Mr. Kent. Why on earth should anybody... I'm ask, Doctor. I'm afraid I can't answer it. Hmm. Disappeared. Vanished without leaving a clue as to where he's been taken. I wonder. What's that? I've got a feeling a clue was left, Doctor. And if you'll excuse me, I believe I'll start following it right now. A clue, Mr. Kent? Or what possible clue could there be? I can't be sure myself, Doctor. I'd rather not say until I am sure. If you don't mind, I'll get along outside. All right, I'll see you to the elevator. Really, you know, this is the strangest thing that's ever happened in this hospital. Uh, don't you think I'd better call the police? Uh, yes. Yes, I think that'd be a good idea. I'll do it, then. 
Well, here's the self-service elevator. And whatever that clue is you're looking for, sir, I hope you find it. I hope so. Good night. Good night. Oh, nurse. Yes, doctor? Get me police headquarters on the phone at once, will you please? Hmm. The only sign of life out here is that milk wagon. Must be nearly gone. Better make my way around to the alley where the fire escape outside Tumbleweed's window leads to. I can only find the clue. Hmm. Snowing quite heavily. There's practically no traffic at all this time of the morning. My only hope is that Tumbleweed was taken away in an automobile. If he was, I may be able to follow the tracks in the snow. Ah, here we are. There's the fire escape leading from Tumbleweed's room. Yes, there are the tracks of a car. Not very clear, though. Following those tracks will take supervision. Yes, this certainly is a job for Superman. Hmm, here come the cops. Well, whatever I do must be done fast, so... Up! Up! And away! I don't like it at all. You've made that back quite plain now, Mr. Jones. Would you be quiet, please? Quiet? Supper and tiles. You drug me out of a hospital with nothing on but a pair of pajamas. Cold and snowing. And a bullet lo- hole in my leg to boot. And then you got the confounded nerve to ask me to be quiet. Well, you're sat on the wrong ground. Now, look here, Mr. Jones. I'm trying to be as sporting about this as possible. I could as easily shoot you here and now. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing I don't like. You driving at 60 miles an hour and using only one hand. Why these roads are so slippery? It's necessary for me to keep you covered with this little automatic. Hence, I must drive with only one hand. Now, will you please be quiet? I'll shut up after you tell me what's going on here and not afford that. Now, what's the idea? What do you have to me for? I ain't done nothing. True, you have done nothing. You're the unfortunate victim of circumstances. What you driving at? What you going to do with me? I can't tell you that. First, you wouldn't believe me. Second, it's none of your business. Ain't none of my business. Why, you hornswoggled coyotes. How come you... Quiet. I'm danged if I'll be quiet. Quiet or I'll kill you here and now. Kill me now? And you are thinking of killing me. I didn't say that. You didn't have to. Say, uh, this, uh, this is a bridge we're going over now, ain't it? Yes. That's the South River below us. South River? Oh. I hear tell how the current in that river down there is pretty strong. Mm, interesting. Yeah. It is, kind of. Because I just got me an idea. Exciting. And my idea is this. If I'm going to die later... I might as well die now and take you with me. Let go of that gun. Last you take your hand off the wheel. Look out, we're skidding. Yeah, we're going to crash. You fool. Right off in this brick. At 60 miles an hour, the car crashes through the parapet and into the treacherous currents of the river below. Will Superman, following the tracks of the car in the snow, arrive on the scene in time to save Cumberweed? And what is the solution to this baffling mystery? Be sure to hear the next episode of our thrilling and baffling story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.